0: So welcome to this special Super Image podcast episode, which is a panel discussion with the cast and crew of our feature film, Sarah. So I would like to start with having everyone introduce themselves and um, introduce their role in the
1: film. I'll start. Uh, I'm Kyle Plummer. Uh, I am the writer and director of Sarah and without further ado i'll just hand it off to the rest of the people involved in this call because they're they're the people that you see in the film and hear in the film so uh uh whoever wants to take it up next go for it
2: i will go next uh my name's riley ann adams and i play sarah and
3: my name's jessica staples and um I don't
1: want to give any information about my character. You're the the, the <laughs> protagonist. <I'm>, mm-hmm. <laughs> and Dan.
4: And I'm Dan Foxx and uh I honestly forgot my character's name.
1: You're just you're just <laughs> the uh, the
4: I'm the dick. Uh, yeah, there you go. I <laughs> <laughs> think
2: husband. it's Taylor.
1: Yeah. I think it's it Taylor. Taylor it is. It's Taylor
5: yeah. and Mark. <laughs> Yeah, Mark Speener and I don't remember the name of the guy I played. Patrick. <laughs> I knew Dan was Taylor, but I couldn't
1: remember what I was. You are Patrick. Patrick. <laughs> Patrick.
5: Yeah, that's
6: right. Okay. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And Brooke. And I am Brooke Monroe. I am the composer of Sarah. Awesome.
0: All right. So now we know everyone. Um, my small part in the film, I had some post-production, uh, you know, offerings as far as some knowledge and and notes but I'm also
1: (coughs) a producer
0: Um, (laughs) but yeah the first thing I wanted to get you guys to talk about is basically and this this does start with Kyle but basically where this film came from and also where you guys were when Kyle approached you to start on this film so we'll start with Kyle and then we can segue into the cast and then into Brooke
1: so it's kind of been forever ago now but uh to kind of trigger everyone's memory this was uh about late 2018 i was finishing the script uh i had i had worked on a couple earlier drafts of the script um beginning when uh, i don't know if riley remembers but when we did the short film nikki we were kind of toying around with the idea of like this this character this kind of rebel who was edgy and out there and everything and we didn't know exactly what to do with her like where to what what where the idea was going. So I started writing like, I don't know, five different drafts of different ideas of like, oh, maybe we could do this, maybe we could do that. And I kept texting her throughout the whole process, going, what do you think of this? What do you think of that? And but just nothing whenever I started, I got to like page 20 or 30 in whatever draft I was working on. It just was like, no, this, this isn't it, this isn't working. <laughs> I have to I have to start all over. So uh, Christmas break of 2018. I sat down because I had all these like ingredients Hi. of all these different uh, aspects Hi. and parts. Yes,
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> Uh We had all these aspects and actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna just wait a second because uh, I'm gonna yeah, start over you. this bit for the edit, yeah. Okay. How
0: about that weather?
3: Maybe, <laughs> <The> <laughs> Maybe we should do the... <laughs> <laughs> like we forgot who we were how is the weather
1: over there in utah it's been kind of moody over here
0: it's cloudy it's cloudy but there's some days when it's really warm and then it just clouds up instantly that's wild that's wild
6: you know if anyone had to edit anything and make it look phenomenal it'd be you guys because you guys kyle and carlos (laughs) anytime anytime you guys are cutting anything you guys do such a great job um I mean, just like when I see your trailers and like things that you guys do, it's like, oh man, if I ever had to film anything, I wouldn't <laughs> dare edit it myself. I would just hire you guys.
1: Editing is fun. We like that part.
4: Send it over. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely.
1: Okay. All right. So, so to go us December 2018. It's Christmas break. It's December 2018. And I sit down, I have all these ingredients, all these parts uh, from all the different drafts that I'm like, okay, well, I like this. I like that aspect. I like that. And I start just kind of like throwing them all in and it finally something just clicks. I'm like, okay, I like this. I gotta get I, I kind of had a deadline because my next following semester was my last semester. So I really had to get the the ball rolling to make it before I, I graduated. So I reached out to everybody in January or late, either late December or early January of 2019. And um, you know, this is all pre-COVID, pre-pandemic, pre-all that and um, yeah, we started filming in, in February of 2019. I think I came across some memories. We did some like early costume tests at the end of January that year where we had Jessica and Riley come in and they tried on different outfits. So we did different lighting setups, but um, we started actually filming in February and went all the way through April and uh, yeah, it. I can't really begin to say like where the film came from so much as I can maybe explain like if you have any specific questions about what what is what, but I honestly couldn't tell you where it came from. It just kind of like, it happened from a bunch of different random ingredients that I collected over the years. So uh, I'll, I'll, I'll hand it off to uh, Jessica actually, if she can talk about if she remembers um, kind of when I first approached her with the script and what her first thoughts were on the script and such.
3: Now, you're going to have to jog my memory because I, I know you approached me about it and um, and I was I was doing some student films at the time, right? Yes. I was yes. really into the student film thing and you approached me with this and I was like, yes, because it was going to be like my first actual like real, like not a short film, short right. film.
1: Thing. Yeah, because you had done like, I think like two or three different ones for the production class the year before.
3: Yeah, yeah. I was trying to get footage for like an acting reel. And then this is like the first actual role that I got to really put myself into, which I was excited about. I was so excited, but I don't remember how did you approach me about it?
1: I believe I just, I had been talking to you like, uh, well, we had connected through working on the shorts and then um, like through just social media, I, I reached out and said, hey, I have this idea. and I sent, I think mm-hmm. I emailed you over the script and you were you were into it at first. So <laughs> you were like, cool. Yeah,
3: yeah, stoked about it.
1: And uh, tell us a bit about what it was like working with Riley and Riley working with Jessica.
3: Fine, I mean, it was great because Riley's like the first Really like the first female I've gotten to work with on a big project so so i mean i I feel like we meshed really well and we all worked really well together and I feel like our characters really fit us, you know, kind of like they just it was easy for us to get into those characters so and it was a lot of fun Riley's awesome Riley's so sweet. <laughs>
1: Well, Riley, tell us a bit about your uh, involvement in the project.
2: Um, I totally remember what you're talking about when we started discussing characters. Um, Yeah, we had done two projects before that, before Sarah. The second one was really, there was a lot of character development that went into it, even though it was just a short film. And we spent a lot of time on who that character was We even changed her name as we started developing. I remember we decided her name was Nikki. We really built off of that character. And then I think that kind of started as groundwork for who the character of Sarah, my character Sarah's like the bones of who she really was started with us doing character work for Nikki. Um, And I remember a lot of different texts like I think at one point we were feeling very frustrated with whatever political climate we were like what if she starts a cult and what if she runs away with all the other millennials and yeah they murder the bourgeoisie like,
1: <laughs>
2: there was a lot of ideas there was definitely an, like,
1: an eat the rich moment we were like yeah she'll just say screw everybody <laughs> yeah
2: yeah so um, how did
3: you guys get on the name sarah then
1: Oh, that—that was, that was me. I just—it just—it was again one of those things that just felt right as I was writing it. I don't.
2: Yeah. I look back, just...
1: and I we were watching a bunch of movies, like revisiting a lot of movies from that I used to watch. We watched them a lot last year, and we realized the name Sarah kept popping up, like especially in um, uh, Terminator. There's Sarah Connor, mm-hmm. and uh, Connor. We were like, oh yeah, of course. Okay, maybe that was like the brainchild, or <laughs> like stuck in my head from a young age. That's kind of where that came from so yeah
0: well what about uh mark and dan um what, what, how did you guys get involved with the project
5: wanna start hey, uh <laughs> yeah
4: i think i i believe it was uh jessica because we kind of we worked mm-hmm. a little bit before that and then she sent it over like hey hey there's a project you know that, that the college is doing and, and you know if you want to audition for it like here you go so I think that's how I, I got involved with it. And I've worked having been in this area, I've I worked with the college film program off and on quite a bit since like 2013 with some short films, you know. But this one, this project was really exciting because it was kind of the first one that I noticed that the film program was like, okay, we're gonna do a feature. I'm like, awesome. Yes, that's that's awesome. So I think uh that attracted me to it as well just to audition for it and and hope to be a part of it and so thank you for allowing me to be a part of it um Absolutely. yeah and then just from there i don't know i guess i was typecasted as as a dick <laughs> no and bad. you said it <laughs> you it's said nothing it, not personal and i, I, think know, mark, it, I know, mark. it's great
1: <laughs> i think mark just reached out to you too oh what
2: if you got typecast as the dick i think i keep getting typecast as, like, the edgy bitch, so.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Throw it in. (laughs)
1: But yeah, Mark, I think think Jessica reached out to you as well.
5: Yeah, um, well, I've been doing theater stuff for a while, and I wanted to try film, and I knew there was a lot of film stuff going on around here. And Jess posted on Facebook, hey, we're looking for somebody, and you get to make out with me.
3: Yeah, I say I believe I said you have to be okay with kissing me. Not you get to out with me. (laughs)
5: Tomato, tomato, whatever.
4: That's that's not what Mark read.
5: (laughs) Uh, So yeah, that's how that's how I got involved, and then. Uh, She sent me a script, and I auditioned with Kyle, and I think together we auditioned, or or I don't recall. I think I I
1: was there with um, at least one other person. I can't remember who was with me that day, but... um, yeah, because we went over with the two of you. We went over the the scene that you guys have together, which unfortunately in the final cut kind of gets cut down a little bit. And I wish I could have left it in a little longer, a little more fleshed out. Because that was a fun scene. That was a that was a fun yeah. day, fun when shoot. I,
4: when
5: I watched the Blu-ray, I was disappointed. <laughs> 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 He's like, "Can I?" Get <laughs> we'll get the extended it? cut out there, the deleted <laughs> yeah. scene. The extended directors, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah the, the cutting room floor was uh pretty brutal i do yeah. remember that it's hard there was the, the the amount of i mean i remember he when kyle did his screening at the, the end of year screening for students just that version of the film that was you know presented there as opposed to the final one the amount of changes we went through wow it's, and <laughs> it's, it's just, like
1: it's nothing like huge Mm-hmm. But it, it's a bunch of little tweaks that, like, okay, that snip that, snip that, at cut this back in because there was stuff that I cut out from that screening version that I cut back in for the uh, the, at the final cut. Which
0: one well, stuff that you had cut out even before, like yeah. your 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 rough final draft that you ended up putting back in that we were like, no, that that actually works a lot better. Yeah, so. All right. So we've, we've covered the cast. So now let's talk about Brooke a little bit, um, how you got involved with the project. And I know we've talked to you about this, you know, a few times before, but for the people watching this panel, they're um, really excited to know who you are. So let's, uh, let's get your side of the story.
6: Yeah. Um, uh, my memory starting to get a little fuzzy now too with, with everything, but I, I do recall early memories of, even before Kyle had, um, had started it i had seen nikki and i think after that it was at a at a film festival here in san los Obispo, and and he was then saying at some point that you know he was going to be doing his his capstone uh film as a feature and and that was really exciting i was excited for him i wasn't involved with it at that point uh and then i remember you actually working on sarah early on and i was still not involved with it um and i wasn't sure if i if you were gonna ask me um i mean i was kind of busy doing my own thing anyway and and then finally at some point um
1: i don't know if you had you finished it already i had finished filming it and i had cut together a rough cut when i but you hadn't finished
6: you. (laughs) you hadn't finished your final version for for um for the um for your capstone, right? Right, right. When I when I okay. approached you, it was still very in a very rough, rough state. Right. So so when I, I was naturally very excited uh, working with uh, Kyle and Carlos in the past, um, it was an immediate yes for me. And I knew that there was gonna be a lot of creative liberties with this project. Uh, at the same time, I w- I'm forever grateful that you gave me, a pretty close to final cut to start this yeah. Um, because there were certainly some things in there that i think if you start nipping it and moving it around and stuff you know the music might have it might have influenced what we did musically to it as well but um i was really excited because i think with kyle with your approach to this you really wanted to um you know, create something that is rather unsettling at times and something that can be very grandiose at times. And so when I saw, uh, the first cut that I saw was not the final cut, but I knew you were working on your your final cuts or close to your final cuts and uh, you had temped out most of the film. So for those of you that don't know, um, temp music is kind of the music that is used by directors, editors, uh, producers to, they'll take pre-existing music and basically um, use it in their edits to help as a guide um, and then eventually replace it with the actual score. Um, And and temp music can be really helpful and it's also really terrifying because basically there's some, you know, directors, Oftentimes fall in love with their temp music because they, they've figured out a way that it works so well that you know you you as a composer want to make sure that it hits those beats and it hits the emotions that they're trying to, but you also don't want to plagiarize and you don't want to copy some other artists' uh you know work because it was that that music was not created for that film. Um, and so, while they do, they did a great job. You guys did a great job temping it first off. Um, but I think more so, what you guys did an even better job of is really, I think, through our conversation, identifying what the uh, the emotional core of each scene was and what the um, the ramifications were musically for each scene, uh, to which I would be able to kind of dive in and have a lot of fun. And I'm sure we'll talk about stuff like that later, but I just remember being really excited and um, also incredibly terrified because it's the largest, it's the longest film I had ever done up to that point. And so it's like, this is, you know, a lot of music and it's a lot of creative music that I think I, for first off, I would never be able to write any of that music without the direction of Kyle. Um, I think, you know, with your storytelling and with what you're trying to do, it really encouraged me to, to get outside of the box a bit. But it was definitely um, a moment where I got to live with these characters um, and hopefully uh, I would be able to pull off the things that were kind of expected of me when I said yes.
1: And um, we had a great time with it. Yeah. And I think I just want to point out one thing, you know, I'm sure everybody who's, who's seen the film and who will see the film will know that like, this is a, a, everybody involved, I mean, really gave their all and I genuinely appreciate, you know, everybody's involvement and, you know, just the, the level of, of artistry, like no matter the level of experience or background or whatnot, everybody brought their A game, which was genuinely appreciated. And I think it really, there's a, a sense of passion in the film that um, I'm really excited for people to see, you know. Okay,
0: well, well, now that we've got all the kind of informational pieces, we can go forward. One thing I want to know is basically like the production of the films. This entails more to the cast and Kyle as well. Um, first of all, I want, how long was the production and what exactly was the vibe like on set? Because this film is, you know, it's pretty pretty serious pretty out there, pretty thrilling, but we want, you know, what, what kind of vibe was on set? Was it easy going? And how was Kyle as a director working with you as the actors?
1: I think production lasted three months, but it was, the shoots were very sporadically spread out. Uh, it wasn't three months consecutively. So like, it was probably about between 15 and 20 shoots uh, over the course of, of three months, because we started in February ended in April
3: um we had to get everybody's schedules to line up
1: yeah that was hard because <laughs> riley and i were both graduating that year and so there was a lot of stuff we were dealing with just as being students um and she had her degree and i had mine and we both had our different uh student schedules not to mention everybody else's just living schedules work and everything else and um not and then on top of that there was uh daryl phillips who did the the makeup effects for the film mm-hmm. there were a couple times he had personal things come up that had to delay specific scenes and namely the the mirror scene with jessica we were planning on doing that on a certain day a tuesday and something came up that he couldn't make it so we had to push it back to a thursday which then impacted the fact that i i lost a makeup day like a <coughs> backup day which meant that we couldn't shoot there was a whole i don't know if you guys remember but there was a whole portion in the middle of the script that i cut out because we didn't have time to film it, and it was just with Jessica and Riley, uh, uh, so there's a whole portion of the middle that that never got shot, <laughs> right? Because they, like, there were so many bit. delays and you know backup days lost, but we made it work. I don't know. You, what did you guys feel about the vibe on set?
2: I think.
3: Yeah. Oh no, you go, you go.
2: I think that the tone of the movie was so serious that when we were not filming we were a lot more jokey and light-hearted um <laughs> who was our boom guy what was his name and was it andrew which,
1: which day <laughs> they were like Andy. Andy.
2: andrew
1: Andy, hunter most of the time
2: hunter i think there wait. was hunter. hunter hunter i remember
1: the
2: they were all really really fun we were talking <laughs> all the time um it was very familial, I think. We were all really close and hanging out between scenes and I think we needed that to be able to turn around and like film something really intense or violent. <laughs>
4: yeah.
2: yeah. Like just kind of like a
3: I don't know, because I know a lot of I know a lot of actors will, you know, they, they're in character the whole time, even when they're not rolling and stuff. And which works, but I mean, it works for them, but I, I, but like Riley said, it was all very familiar. We're all friends. So we were okay with like just switching between one and the other, maybe lightening the mood after a scene was something funny or just talking regularly. Like, but I, I think it all worked out really well. And, and also to add to that, um, Kyle's a great director. I mean, like, when he wants you to portray a certain emotion, like he will sit down and he'll think about it. I remember you sitting down like specific moments where you're sitting down and you're like, okay, now um, like this has happened to you. Like, just like, like this, this is, these are the emotions that you're feeling and this is what's going on. And he kind of talks you into like what direction he wants to take that emotion in that scene. And it just makes it so much easier to do. Instead of like, do it differently or, mm, you know, like more angry or more sad, like he's just very descriptive in the way that he directs and it just makes it easy to follow.
1: What was it like? Because because I believe everybody except Riley, but Riley was still involved in one of the gags, but everybody except Riley had to wear uh, makeup prosthetics at some point or another. Um oh, yeah. So for that one. Oh, I think you had it on the arms, but yeah. uh everybody else I can had it on their I neck talk about
4: that. <laughs> uh, tell,
1: tell us a little bit about that. Let's start with Dan cuz I I
4: specifically asked for heated blood. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, tell us about that day.
4: It was it was very cold. It was very cold. Yeah. Uh but no, yeah, I think it worked out good. I think that that's the cool thing about the project too was you know, when you're doing the you know Independent film, and you're you're trying to create something, and you know there's there might not be access to certain sets. I think what you guys were able to accomplish was through lighting, you were able to create the moods that you wanted to get through lighting. So wherever we were filming it, uh, that translated really well across camera, and uh, yeah, using the prosthetic uh, neck. Uh, spoilers, I guess, <laughs> but. Um, yeah, it was. I remember that cold, that blood being really cold, and a lot there was. There's,
0: there's still, I, I don't know if I showed you at this at the hangar studio. There's still a gigantic puddle of blood yeah. from where you were standing.
3: That's
2: still there. It's
0: still there. Indef. It's it's just stained into the floor. You can't clean it. Um, yeah, I went and signed it. Yeah, <laughs> and it was funny because when we were making our short, when I got shot, so I had a squib on my back, so some of my fake blood made it on the door and Phil ended up saying that both Kyle and Carlos left their bloody mark on the hangar. <laughs> <laughs> awesome.
1: That specific scene, we were supposed to shoot in the house, the the location of the house. Oh, yeah. And that day, they were like, oh, uh, some family flew in from out of town and we can't let you shoot at the house this weekend. And we're like, oh. <laughs> and it was at the last second we were like, yeah, screw it. Let's throw up the 12 by black and uh, we made it work with the lighting, like you said. And it right. was really I cold guess. in the yeah. hangar that day.
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: And Dan's yeah. just standing there, and he's got all this blood dripping down his shirt, and he's standing there like shivering, <laughs> not
3: breathing,
4: not breathing.
1: <laughs> and then Ryan. I, oh, yeah.
2: I remember two things. I remember the one day where we do we did all this injury makeup on Jessica, and then we had yeah. to turn around and do the same makeup on me right. and yes. make it the same. And that, I remember that being very difficult. And also I remember um, that same day I had to have all this fake blood poured and sprayed all over right. me and it was so, it was so sticky and just being <laughs> covered in it. It was the, I kept saying, this is very like upsetting for my chi. I just feel dirty and gross. Cause
1: they had like and a then, spray bottle, right?
2: Yes. It was like having like cherry syrup sprayed on you. And then you're just, you're like, I'm so sticky. (laughs) Um, And then there was one day where we were filming in the medical building, the teaching medical building. And they did a great job doing injury makeup all over my face. I had bruises. I think I had stitches. And I thought this looks so good and so real. Mm. I snapped a picture and sent it to a family group chat I remember, and this. then set the phone down and we started filming. And then the next thing I look, my phone is blowing up with texts and calls and my poor mother is hysterical. <laughs> What's going you- on? What's wrong? And I was like, I thought it looked pretty obviously like makeup. It did not. Oh. Um, and <laughs> he was concerned. she was really angry about it. <laughs> and then I posted the same picture on Facebook and it did the same thing to like three other people. <laughs> yeah.
3: Rural. That's really
1: well. <laughs> A testament to how great of a job they did, you know, just...
2: Absolutely.
1: And uh, Mark, you as well, Riley, did, you you know, your scene with you where uh, you have a makeup effect. And uh, how was that getting all, all done up and uh, the stress also of getting the take oh right gosh. on the, the blood take?
5: That was the stress. That was a stress. I can only do this once. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I sat in a chair for what two, two and a half hours for them to apply the prosthetic and set everything up. And like, I can only do this once. You can't, you know, I, mean, I didn't really have any lines or anything, but <laughs> you only got one shot, your reaction, you know, the the aftermath. It's like one time only. It's all you got yeah that was super stressful um because you couldn't do it again or we could but it would take hours and hours yeah well
1: and i think we did a few dry runs first without actually pumping the blood
2: not a few we did dry runs for i think an hour on its own time because we had to walk up the action of like the injury (laughs) being caused and then step away hitting marks very specifically I think that's the most stressful scene I've done in my life because it had to be exact. Yeah. Yeah, I and I remember the stakes feeling really high.
5: <laughs> we were up late that night.
1: I- Uh-oh, Marco's saying something.
5: Yeah. Say it again. Well, We were giving a direction on how to do it. Yeah. And then, like she'd try it and like, no, 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 no. Not like that. <laughs> try this. And then she tried try that. And like, there was a lot of rehearsal for her to to do her bit and then you know and then my stress from okay i got one shot at this hopefully i can do it um so that actually turned out i don't know
6: i gotta say you guys made it look so effortless because by the time i saw it i mean it looked like you guys i mean riley's (laughs)
4: you know just
0: it was
6: so it just made my life so much easier because i bought into it it's like okay there it is like there's not even i don't have no hesitation about how do i improve this like there's nothing to improve it it was so effortless so you guys did a great job with that
0: i think that kind of brings me to the next point i wanted to ask which is what would you say is the most challenging part of each of your characters that you had to tackle um, for this film. So uh, we can start with Jessica and then move down the line.
3: Um, I think for me, it's the same thing that I always struggle with, which is um, which is coming up with a backstory for the character and building the character up behind the scenes because I never realized until I started getting into film acting how important it is for you not just to deliver the lines and to deliver them correctly, but also to have a character that you've built up inside of your head that nobody else knows about um, and they don't know the details about it's just the details all the little details that you come up with that make that character who it is and that in those little things that will come out on camera that wouldn't if you didn't you know do those things so character development for me is really hard just because i I'm really bad at getting creative for characters. Like, okay, where is this person from? What's their backstory? You know, what do they like? What do they not like? Like all, all of those things. That's definitely something I have to work on. And I think for me, that was the hardest part was figuring out who my character was. Basically.
0: All right. So Riley, what would you say?
2: I think the most difficult part of Sarah was that she's such a powerhouse of a character she's such a like powerful woman and when it's just us in like say the first night of shooting we filmed at a friend's apartment there was just like five of us there that was much easier to summon that kind of power but for the gallery scene when there's countless people around or the party scene where we had all these party goers it was a lot harder to kind of like maintain that power feeling nervous or shy or like people are watching. And even going beyond that, like life doesn't stop when you're filming. So we have all these other things going on um, that kind of affect where you're at and trying to just like resummon that power to play such a powerful character, especially when you're not feeling all that powerful it was difficult and definitely took some like some hyping up, I think.
0: And um, and Mark, what would you, what would you say?
5: Trying to be authentic, I think. Who cool. me in theater? They teach you like, what do you want and how are you gonna get it? So you gotta have those things in your head. When you're doing the scene, like what do I want and how am I going to get it? Um, some of the scenes were really short, and I think I was supposed to come off as kind of creepy, and I hope I did. <laughs> um, so it was mostly this pseudo creeper personality that I had to dredge up, and so I could make out with the cute girl, you know. <laughs> <laughs> fair, enough. Um, fair enough all and, right and I also play innocence to to the husband like no 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 I don't want to hang out with your wife and make <laughs> oh I totally did
0: <laughs> <laughs> and and Dan what would what would you say I,
4: I think uh it, it's a nice examination of personalities as a whole. So you kind of, with Taylor's character, I remember, you know, you have some of this tension with, you know, his relationship with his wife, but then he's also in an environment where, you know, he's at the college and I noticed that was, some of his personality traits was, you know, being, being, like something over here but then you're like something else over here so it's a very it was a nice examination of just how this character thinks and how and you know how he plays these scenes with his wife with that little underlining you know uh secretive life that i guess you know he has as a you know a professor at the college or something you know the university
1: one thing that I always thought was really cool, because you know, it, it, being a student production and and being as limited as it was, I knew that like I pushed the script as far as I could within the boundaries of the resources I had. Mm-hmm. But like I've always thought, like as I as I've gone through this whole process of finishing the film, like oh, wouldn't it be cool to like um, add scenes with this or that or whatever. And one thing that I think is really cool is how Jessica and Dan, in particular, you guys do a lot of uh, acting without speaking, you know, in, in your scenes together, in particular. And um, the, the the scene, the black and white bit with uh, in the hangar that we shot, I, I'm always really blown away by how you two both, you say so much without actually saying anything. Like, you don't hear any of the words you're saying, but you're seeing your faces and... That scene really stands out. And uh, I remember I was going through that with Brooke. That was actually the first scene we scored. Uh, we didn't mm. start at the beginning of the film. We started at that scene because it it's such a prominent scene. And it was really important yeah. to get the music right in that scene because the acting was so Wow. I think, I think
0: my, my favorite part about that scene is how everyone can read Jessica's lips when Dan enters the scene. Um, Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So that's actually a great segue into the next topic, which is the music. So the man the myth, the legend, Brooke Monroe, here to speak about it. Um, you know, we've talked about the, the acting and the performances and the, the difficulties and challenges that come with that. But in essence, you're also kind of a performer in your own right when it comes to storytelling and the filmmaking. So what what did you uh, bring to the table after watching the performances in the film? What did you want to bring to the table to evoke even more emotion and tell the story?
6: I think the, the, the immediate um, reaction I, I had, and I don't know if it was my own reaction or it was influenced by Kyle, um, but what was really important was to be able to, at times, be able to get under people's skin, To, to have moments where the music really does become unsettling. And maybe not in the kind of, you know, stinger, like stabby kind of like, you know, horror, ways. Uh, There's a couple moments where we do that, but there's other times where, you know, the music really kind of grows and evolves. And I think an important approach for us in order to do that was um, to create a lot of new sounds. Um, I think one of the, the funnest parts of working on Sarah was actually, I spent probably three weeks in my own pre-production while he's in post-production and 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 working on you know the final cuts of the film, I was um, taking found sounds. You know, uh, for example, uh, one of the the common sounds that you hear in the score is actually a, a tape gun that you would you would pack boxes with, and I would take the tape and and just so slowly pull it and it has this weird like tension crackly kind of sound and then i i throw it in my in my computer and then i start uh processing the sounds in different ways and so uh there's sounds of that there's sounds of um uh, a uh i had gone to this farm um earlier that year and recorded sounds of um like cows and i don't know if i used those <laughs> but I, I also there was like a bunch of old rusted metal and i actually just i love the way they clanked together they're long hollow pieces of metal and and anything that's long metal that's hollow t- typically has some some tone or overtone qualities to it and so i recorded those sounds and and then created kind of like a an offbeat percussive thing with it and and at times they they kind of move in and out within various scenes of the score and I tried a lot of different stuff I actually um sampled my own um if you look over here that cello right there um it's not just for show I actually because I'm not a cellist I, I don't play it very well but I w- instead of trying to actually play it to a scene I recorded myself playing certain notes and in certain articulations um, and then I, I processed the hell out of that and and made some really kind of like deep drony kind of elemental sounds that I think uh, really added to the, the the textural components of the score um, but, there was a couple times where I had a couple like, Oh shit moments. Um, One being when Kyle said, uh, you know, we're going to have Beethoven in this scene and I'm like, okay, cool. So I'm not writing that scene then he's like, no, I'm going to have you do it. Like I'm going to have you re rework Beethoven, uh, Beethoven's symphony number seven. And I'm thinking, Oh my God. Like, so I have to like rearrange this whole thing. Thankfully we did that towards the end of the film. And, and I'm glad we did it towards the end because, and it's towards the end of the film anyway. Um, but as men, as Kyle mentioned, we didn't write the score in order um, as I think, normally I write from beginning of the film to the end, but this we started with the montage scene. And um, but so we, by the time we got to um, bringing in Beethoven, we'd already established a lot of cool sounds from earlier in the film that we could bring back and, and implement into this new rendition of, of, uh, of Beethoven. And, and he trusted me (laughs) that I could pull it off. And thankfully by the time we got to the time where I actually had to score it and rearrange it and do all of that, it, it, I actually had enough confidence that I could, I could pull it off. But, um, that was that was a little a little scary i think the only other thing that for me was truly terrifying was actually we we decided to score the the film starting with one of the biggest moments of the film uh being that montage scene and it's like a six minute scene and so we're going in cold you know i'm not i've not lived i've seen the film i've seen it with the temp music i've seen it with you know, I'd seen it a handful of times, but I hadn't lived with it the way you do when you're creating music um, as, as its own character. And so going in cold like that, uh, naturally, I w- I kind of started isolating that scene for what it was. And I created my own, inter- even though Kyle does a great job of explaining it, I was living with it with it so much that I kind of had my own interpretation of it. So when I gave it to Kyle, he's like, dude, I love this. But, you know, <laughs> you're, you're, you're telling the story to a different
1: movie. Yeah, uh, The first so, version was very good, but it was not the mood at first because that was the context was so isolated and not in the larger picture. Yeah. And so we we finally decided, OK, well, we'll there
6: some of it that we dialed in and we really liked and we'd come back to the rest of it once we've established early in the film. So we did a little bit of jumping back and forth and and i think that was at first very really terrifying but once we got to um the scene where um, riley and jessica's characters are having drinks and you start hearing this like kind of there's a lot of sound design but also this kind of um off time piano thing that i had developed uh that really follows uh, Jessica's character throughout the film. At that moment, that's kind of where I felt like, okay, cool. There's, we're starting to get tonality to it. It was that 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 scene was so intentional, especially with the we we're talking. I think uh, Dan was mentioning uh, lighting, and the lighting in that scene um, changes and progresses. Um, and I don't think the audience explicitly is supposed to realize that. It's, you're supposed to feel it, and so we we kind of played off that with the uh, with the music and. In doing so, that's where things started to really like, okay, cool. Like this is where we we're establishing the sound of Sarah and where we're going to take this.
1: Oh, side Um, note real quick, Jessica, just so you know, uh, for simplicity's sake, we called that melody Jessica's theme (laughs) because we couldn't come up with a different name for it. (laughs) But in conversation, that was your theme. So whenever you popped up and that it recurs, it's a, it's a, It's a melody that then recurs whenever your character is at the forefront.
0: Well, we also we just referred to her character as Jessica, basically. Yeah, because
1: we 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 for simplicity's sake. (laughs)
0: Like, oh yeah, let's just cut to the scene with Jessica, and it's like that's not her name. Well, yeah, she's Jessica. (laughs) We're just going with
1: it. It was fun. time
0: um yes so so the music um offers such a interesting and unique spin to the story because i remember watching the original cuts with the temp music and i had had a very definitive theme throughout uh, not like musically but a very definitive tone you know it was very kind of aggressive and very you know oppressive and just you know very in, in essence kind of horrific and i think your score brought such a nuanced and nice simple theme that means so much to the story and it just complements the performances really well Um, so i wanted to ask kyle like what you know kind of going back to the performances of working on set as we discussed the challenges of their characters what would you say were some challenges specifically for you to direct this story and to bring it to life
1: the biggest challenge was scheduling that's it <laughs> um, that's not that's the oversimplification but uh, what i mean by that is that i had to roll with a lot of punches and a lot of punches as far as limitations are concerned uh even just things from the school where i wanted equipment on a specific day but then there were other projects that the school was involved with that i couldn't uh, i remember the scene where we rigged the, ca- the car to the camera camera to the car uh, I tried to schedule that like three separate times, and it kept getting canceled. And then it was one of the last things we shot, where I uh, it was Riley, your car. We put the camera on the the window, and uh, had you drive two times, so we got both angles. Um, that was hard to schedule for some reason. I don't know why it was at that time, but it kept getting canceled. And then there were other bits, like just personal things coming up with different crew members, that then. I had to push certain shoots back. And then we cut a whole portion out of the end. And also, I'll I'll credit Riley for another thing, and that is I had originally written an entire other ending to the script. There was a whole last bit where where it goes past the scene in the bedroom. And I had planned on shooting that on one of the last shoot dates in April. But I remember you canceled on it. You said, oh, (laughs) yeah, because you had something because you were at the end of your semester and everything and you were like, I'm too busy, I can't do it. And I was like, ah, oh, that's a bummer. But then it ended up being the best thing ever because it gave me the idea to just end it right there, bookended with the opening shot and the final shots. Then we did that, the final shot, we just tagged that on to the very last shoot we did. We just had you stand in the hallway one last time.
4: Mm-hmm. and
1: That wasn't in the script. It was, But you were supposed to like, Remember, we had come up with a whole different costume look for you, and you were going to clean all the blood off you and pack your bags and stuff. That's right. Yeah. So that (laughs) all got cut. And we just ended up doing the bookend, which ends up working better, in my opinion. It is one of those things where it's like, yeah, the limitations end up making for cool, creative decisions. And same thing with the black and white scene, like we mentioned, like we were limited and it ended up being one of my favorite parts. So I think that was the challenge, but also the lesson that like, the more you roll with the punches, the more you take, you know, each limitation in stride. They're not so much limitations as much as they are like, oh, hey, here's an opportunity. Um, And I think I kind of wanted to ask everybody, what was your either favorite moment in the final film? Or what was your favorite moment from on set that you remember?
3: Starting with Jessica. Oh man! Oh, I liked it all so much. Oh my gosh. Um, I I really liked um all of it. Well, but I I you know what I really liked this the the scene the in the scene that me and Riley and Mark were in when we filmed that I think that was like. The last scene that we that was filmed the last day, yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah yeah I
3: really like that was a lot of fun just because it was a lot of collaborating everybody was in a good mood it was stressful but everybody was in a good mood we were all working together and we were just excited to do it I don't know it was it was just a really fun it was a fun night
1: that was a our late biggest, night but it was and that was our biggest crew because we had Cray show up to do help do audio stuff
3: oh uh, yeah for that shoot.
1: He he kept wanting to do parts of audio on the film, but he was too busy, and that was the only shoot he could make it to, but that was fun. Yeah. Riley?
2: Oh, geez, there's so many things. Um, My favorite scene to film was the scene we did outside of the gallery. Um, I remember when we finally wrapped on that scene, I wanted to keep going because I was having so much fun. My favorite moment on set might have been when we filmed at Jessica's house and we were going to be filming in a spare bedroom, I think. And we we had been sitting out in the living room talking while the guys got all the equipment set up. And I remember we walked in and there was all these cameras pointing at the bed. And I said, wait, are we filming a porn? (laughs) (laughs) And they're like, no, 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 no. And I'm like, it looks like a porn. Um. Yeah, that last night of filming was Surprise! really, really fun <laughs>
5: That's
2: what I thought Oh, and I think we had been having like a beer or something Out in the living room too To like just hang out And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa <laughs> I've been like, warned about happening? these kinds of situations
0: Why the university um, doesn't fund the capstone <laughs> Yeah
2: <laughs> That last night on set was really fun and really bittersweet because Kyle and I had done so many projects throughout. We did our first project as freshmen. Yeah. And it was our senior year and we were graduating and it was going to be our last. And we knew that was the last night of filming. And it was, I feel like it was really close to graduation too.
1: It was was like a couple weeks before, like that close. Yeah.
2: Yeah. That one was (laughs) heavy. It was fun, but it was really bittersweet.
1: Yeah. I remember the final the final shot we actually filmed is the, when Mark and Jessica sit down in the living room with the bottle of wine, there's a shot of the two wine glasses full of wine. That was the last shot we filmed. And I remember we were all huddled around the camera. We were all waiting to call, for me to call cut. That was wrap. Yeah.
2: yeah.
3: And
1: Dan what, was your, Dan, what was your favorite moment?
4: Uh, let's see, <clears throat> always like a good argument scene.
1: <laughs>
4: so uh, no, I, I, yeah I think especially there's there's just times as an actor that it's just it's it, it's very therapeutic, you know, just when you get put into situations where you can just really kind of dig into these you know raw emotions that you can just you know healthily, You know express you know and try to dig into that so i think i don't know i i i I like roles that really challenge and and get to those feelings that you can bring to the surface so what
1: about you mark
5: i like working with dan we had i mean we shot quite a bit of scenes with the two of us together that didn't end up in the final film but those were, I think, those were fun to do. We got to multiple times. We got to rehearse them, you know, uh, even a little blocking. So you know, it was all it was all part of the process. And then, I mean, I did have one scene with Jess uh, in that office space upstairs of the hangar, and really, I mean, I had a good time throughout all of it. The cast, the crew. Everybody was fun to hang out with. So, um, I mean, the intense part was, you know, my prosthetic gag that I did, but other than that, I had a I had a good time.
3: Are, are, are you saying your favorite part wasn't making out with me?
5: I didn't want to bring that up. I, was, I figured I brought it up once, I didn't he's want
1: already, to. He's already hit that one. <laughs> <laughs>
5: Should we talk about our rehearsal for that scene? <laughs> <laughs> if he says that,
0: then that means that all the other co-stars have to say that, too. So. It's true. It's true. Yeah, nobody said their favorite
2: part was making out with me, Jessica.
1: Oh. Jessica Mood. kissed every one of her co-stars in the film. So. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> um, so just to kind of keep this, you know, kind of packed in a nice little amount of time, I have one one last question. Um, this is mainly for Kyle, but um, everyone, anyone else, can chime in if, if they have any input. But the one comment that I you know I've seen from people who have watched the film—we've done very few people have seen it besides the cast and crew—is um, how technically proficient it is and how good it looks. And the one surprise for everyone is with with the pre context of seeing that it's a student film. Um, they think that it's going to be kind of lacking in certain technical areas, but the everyone that sees it complements the cinematography and the sound design and the sound mix. And what, what what do you have to say about that Kyle, as far as like what the technical approach was to making this film and what, what did you look out for on a low budget scale?
1: There's a fine line between obsession and <laughs> artfulness. Um, I, I pushed obsession, I think a little bit, but, mainly just because I, I, one of my biggest pet peeves, especially on the, even the short films I did before, was there were certain inadequate, like I had, I I was pretty happy with my photography that I had done on certain short films before, but the biggest one was sound. My biggest issue was always like, oh man, it looks good, but the sound is, eh." and it was really important to me from the beginning of working on this, that the sound uh, rocked in a sense. And I was really lucky that uh, Hayden Hayden Snyder, he did a great job uh, being my main sound guy uh, for most of the shoots. Hunter stepped in for a couple and then Cray, of course on on the very last shoot we did, he lent his expertise. Cray's always great. And between the three of them, they gave me a really awesome set of, of sound recordings as well as just in the post mix when I was in the editing suite, I just spent hours and hours and hours and hours obsessing over oh, this bit of dialogue is too low or it's too high or it needs more bass or I just obsessed over it to a a extreme level, but I'm really happy with how it turned out and you know there's just a lot of thought and care and a lot of it ties back to the people i had working on it and then you know it's a bummer i couldn't get every single person who worked on it to be on this call because they all would have really great things to talk about there's coyote there's um hunter there's you know everybody who who helped um not only uh with the lighting but like just you know electric and everything it was an efficient crew and we all worked together really well. And they were all students. I mean, everybody was a student that was working on the crew end. And we all thought in a unique specific way that it worked it worked to the advantage of the film, I think. And that's it's no one person's responsibility that the film looks or sounds the way it does. It's the whole, it's the whole team.
0: Yeah, the the one shot that um stands out to everyone who watches it is the shot of jessica in the car after the iconic bathroom scene um she's driving along i think it's on the boulevard or main street or something and it's the camera rig outside the car everyone thinks that shot is fake everyone thinks it was done like in a studio with rear projection or green screen and no it's just it it just looks that good but um yeah i
1: think ben brayton for that he helped me set that up and he he uh got a nice filter on the lens to make sure the reflection on the windshield wasn't too bad it was right uh, because the first take we did you couldn't see her at all (laughs) there was just reflections everywhere
0: (laughs) i love ben well um kind of heading in to wrap this up i wanted to get everyone's kind of final thoughts uh final takeaways from the film you know maybe what you hope this film can do uh for you or for anyone who watches it so we'll start with brooke and we'll end with jessica and
6: Oh go ahead, Brooke. Yeah, I uh, you know, first off, thank you, Kyle, for for having me on this. Um, I think one of my favorite things uh about this entire process was our frequent meetings. Um, you know, this was um, you know, a lot of our meetings happened, you know, pre COVID. Um, and you know, we started uh we we started scoring pre-COVID and we finished, you know, during the the beginning parts Locked of down, of, yeah. of lockdown um but yeah there was a lot of a lot of talking a lot of communication Kyle is, uh, you do a wonderful job at, at explaining and and directing um me and I can tell you know with with the with the cast as well they seem to to have um you know resonated with with your directing style um and and it was fun to just be able to create music that had um, some dichotomy to it. Um, one thing I'll say really quick about the music was, you know, we I, I kind of created two uh, motifs or two themes. Uh, one that really, you know, you'd consider <laughs> Jessica's theme, um, and 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 what's funny about it was it, it it's very. Uh, the music is kind of un, unsettling. It's unsure of itself. It, it kind of was a joke. Ju- yeah, it's off kilter and it's a juxtaposition to the to the character that we're seeing on screen. And then um, we have, uh, you know, a kind of a more simplified theme that I had created that gets played and in, in very sprinkled throughout. And the only time you really hear it is in the montage scene, um and and it really reflects uh what we see with Sarah and and that is very uh it, it was it was interesting because it was very uplifting and very driving and very focused um and and at times I think for the for the new viewer, um, they probably don't Expect that kind of music out of you know what they're seeing out of Sarah. So you know, there's. I it was fun to kind of play with the, the dichotomy of those, and I, I think it also works well because you know when you see the end of the film, it, it it's supposed to make sense later on, and and didn't want to beat any of those ideas over the head on anybody. They're subtle ideas that are implemented in there to just kind of um, support. story that you were telling and i had a really really good time doing that
4: all right let's go to dan uh just uh you know the hopes of any project that you spend a lot of time on and and get to the position that you're able to share it just uh yeah just i'm wishing the best for it to get out to an audience and you know grab hold and and just be able to you know, it's successful in one area where you get to like see it done <laughs> from beginning, I mean, and then to see other success when you actually get it out and distribute it and just see what comes of it. So I'm just I'm stoked to, to see it at this point and excited to see where it goes. All right, here and Mark, what do you think?
5: Um, I, I agree with Kyle, it's very technically proficient. Especially his comments about sound. When I go to local films, the sound is almost universally awful. And it gets on my. Head. But this film, like this movie would be cool, except it sounds like crap. So, um, so that's, you know, uh, uh, kudos to Kyle and the other crew people for getting that part done. and And I hope it gets out there. And I hope Kyle you know, becomes the next Tarantino or something. <laughs>
0: All right.
5: One more thing. Wait a minute. One more thing. This movie needs more Patrick in it.
0: One hundred percent. Open we it back up. Another, we want another scene where you, where you make out with
3: Jessica.
5: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. More make
3: out scene.
0: <laughs> okay. And, um, I,
3: and I also hope that it goes, um, like I, I, kyle you're awesome i i can't wait to see what other projects that you do and i hope that someday people are like oh well have you did you see one of his first films ever like it's called sarah and there's all these famous actors that were in it you know let's a, <laughs> cult, a
6: cult um, movie
3: <laughs> but i also hope that it um inspires students that are doing student film that like just because it's a class project and just because it's something that the school is, is, is requiring you to do. Doesn't mean it, it can't go somewhere. Like use that, use the equipment, use the people that you have available at your, at your, you know, that, I mean, they're all there. Everybody wants to get into film. That's what they're there to get the degree for, like make something quality and put it out there in like all the world, like you don't have to be a famous filmmaker or have a ton of money to make something that's quality, you know, you can just, just it's teamwork. And if everybody works together like all of us did, then you can make something great.
0: Perfect. And Riley, final
2: thoughts. Uh yeah, I just would sort of wanna reiterate what Jessica said. Like if you want to make movies, get out and make movies. You don't need a huge budget. You don't need high paid actors. I mean, Jessica, did you make any money? I made a pack of cigarettes. That's what <laughs> paid me. Oh, and my I senior pictures. Yeah, I like, got um, a lot of pizza. My- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you want to make a movie, get out and make a movie. There's no excuse not to. I mean, we didn't have a huge budget. We didn't have unlimited equipment, but we made a movie. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And a good movie. <laughs> 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 Sorry, Frank.
3: I mean to talk over you there. I didn't I forgot that you hadn't gone yet.
0: All right. Well, yeah, I think rude. that's I
3: think
1: that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I think she'll forgive you.
0: I think that's it for today's panel. Um, thank you all for such a wonderful time. Uh, lots of insightful discussion. Um, Sarah will be out on VOD sometime this year. We're working all the kinks to get it out there. We want as many people to watch it as possible. Um, and you are all going to be famous. <laughs> that's, that, that's your part. no, but um, thank you all for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed the film and the panel. And we will see you next time.